This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before we get into today's episode, we would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wandry people of the Kulin Nation, who are the traditional owners of this land. We pay our deepest respects to the elders, past and present, and to the next generation who we hope to create a different future for. The best career advice that you are not getting is to invest. Hello and welcome to Your Ingle Company, a podcast that makes investing accessible for everyone. I'm Maddie and as always, I'm in some very good company with my co-host Sophie. Hello Maddie, today's episode is a little bit different, which you're going to tell us why. Yeah, so over three episodes across the next couple of months, we are actually teaming up with the ASX, which is very exciting to play the ASX game and hopefully have some fun and learn a bit along the way. So if you want to run us through quickly how it works. Yeah, so how it works is you sign up to the game and participants all get $50,000 in virtual cash. Unfortunately, it's not real cash. And you get to invest this in the ASX 200 across a range of ETFs and companies. Yeah, so I've actually played the game before. It was such a good resource, particularly to try and understand and learn more about markets without having to put like actual real money on the line. (laughs) Yeah, and especially at a time like this. But registrations are open and the game starts on the 3rd of March and it's running until the 16th of June. So it's a couple of months and there's some big prizes involved. Like there's some big money ranging between a grand to $3,000. Pretty good. And I think with so much happening in the markets at the moment, we really thought it was the perfect opportunity to, I guess, discuss some different strategies for investing in a bear market in 2022. So to do so, we are joined by one of our friends and actually my housemate who, like (laughs) us, was looking to build up her portfolio this year. So welcome. What do you want to be called? Clementine, Clementina, Clem? (laughs) Oh, whatever you want to call me, guys. Thanks so much for having me. So Clem, can you give us, you know, your best bio in 30 seconds or less? Sure thing. So I'm a 25-year-old publicist from Melbourne. In my spare time, I love to cook and I actually have an Instagram dedicated to that. Shameless plug (laughs) at (laughs) Clemmy.ahoo. And when I'm not cooking, I love dancing and DJing and annoying my beautiful housemate, Sophie, one of the co-hosts of Your Own Good Company. And I've got to say, Sophie has like saloon doors in the house and I can't count how many times I've burst through those doors, either with great news a funny joke or a shoulder to cry on. So Dix, you're a good podcaster, but an even better housemate. Oh, that's so sweet. Also, <laughs> if you've never heard me called Dix or Dicker before, that is also a nickname of mine. So if Clem refers to that at all, that's Sophie, I guess. <laughs> yeah, not calling you like the phallic term, just actually your last name. <laughs> so Clem, we start every episode with the same few questions. So we thought it would be remiss of us not to do the same with you. What is the best thing that has happened to you this week? Well, it's a bit of a wholesome one. Basically, I was walking the other day and I got a call from a friend and he was like, 
hey, I've just caught this huge tuna, like four kilo <laughs> tuna. Do you want some? And I rocked up to his house and he like cryovacked oh, all wow. this beautiful yellowfin tuna fresh off the boat. And I took it to my partner's house and made like a tuna tartare with chili, garlic, ginger and gave it to all his housemates. <laughs> and let's just say I earned a few brownie points. I think uh, Sophie's actually the real winner in this relationship. She gets to eat all of the beautiful food that you cook. (laughs) I was about to say, she didn't make it at our place. She made it at... (laughs) Next time, girls. Next time. (laughs) And Clem, if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be and why? Keeping it on the food theme, I recently uh, watched Anthony Bourdain's doco, Roadrunner, the late, great Anthony Bourdain. So I think I'd have to say him. I've also read a few of his books and I'm obsessed with the show he does parts unknown so I think I'd want to have a like a nice meal with him and ask him many questions follow-up question for you what would you cook him oh I don't know he's really good at southeast asian things I think I'd want to like go to some hawker store with him and just have like a sintel beer and just talk (laughs) can you swear on this podcast yeah Well, Clem, we're going to jump into it then. So, you know, in your bio, you didn't really mention investing, but you're not really a newbie investor because I guess over the past 18 months that we've been living together, we've been stuck in COVID. And I feel like all we've spoken about when we've been locked in a house for 16 hours together, like 24 hours really, but we're sleeping for some of it. (laughs) We were really talking about investing and what we're investing in and kind of learning together over this period. But tell us, how did you get started investing and was there someone who influenced you to do so? Yeah, that's a really good question. I hadn't really done any investing until early 2020 when the stock market crashed because of COVID. And I decided to finally just put all this money that I had in savings that I was supposed to use on a big six-month Europe trip and thought, why not give this a go? But I think I've definitely uh, been influenced by my grandma on my mum's side. She's just so good with her money she's kind of those people that saves the five cent coins and puts them in a little jar (laughs) she saves the oil in the pan you'll never see her throw out any food she's just yeah a frugal queen and I just always love picking her brains about stocks and investing and she's always giving me really good tips but we don't constitute it as financial advice of course and how would you describe your current investing strategy so I'm in it for the long haul I don't have any major goals in the next couple of years obviously one of my biggest goals financially is to own a house but I see that happening you know in a decade's time so I think my kind of strategy at the moment is just to not think about it too much and just try and invest regularly as much as I can. Given the current situation, you know, with markets kind of being quite volatile and we're seeing a lot of, you know, stocks go down and there's a lot of it in the news, you're obviously potentially been looking at your portfolio. I'm not sure. Maybe you just sit and forget and don't look at it. (laughs) (laughs) You look. But I mean, how does this current market correction like make you feel? Does it make you feel anxious at all? Or is it something that you're just like, whatever, it'll it'll come and go? Oh, I'm not going to lie. It's so anxiety inducing watching I know it's not real money in quotation marks, but watching all this money just go down the drain basically can be quite frightening when you log in every day, which you really shouldn't be logging in every day. But (laughs) hey, I got nothing better to do. Um, But I think, yeah, what I said, I just think we have to go back to what your money goal is and just not freak out. And the worst thing you can do at a time like this, a market correction, is to sell, well, in my mind. So I just have to remind myself, you're, you're still up from when you first put the money in and that's a win. And just just keep swimming, as Finding Nemo would say. Just keep swimming. <laughs> don't, don't let it phase you. 
I think it's so hard, especially when all the brokers, like they're color coded. So when you log on at the moment, it's like everything's red and our brains are like entrenched to see red bad. Like it's so hard. Whereas when you go, you know, all of last year, it was much more like, oh, green, happy. Yeah, totally. The only red I want is my wine, which I'm actually slipping <laughs> on right now. So I guess to contextualize a little bit, you know, as we've said, currently we're in a bit of a market correction and we were doing a little bit of research into this and we did a whole episode on it, but you know, at the moment we're kind of coming out of this mid-cycle when the economy is strong, there's low interest rates and the market is moderately growing or in the case of, I guess, COVID, it was growing really quickly. And now we're entering this kind of late cycle phase where growth begins to slow, inflation climbs higher and stock prices tend to look quite high compared to their earnings. And so we thought, given this game that we have the opportunity to play, it would be a great time to look at how you can kind of invest in more of a bear market. I think it is quite an interesting time because there is so much talk around about what is the best thing to do at the moment. So we're going to talk a little bit of strategy and Clem, I'm very keen to hear what you've been hearing about how to sort of invest your money at the moment. So what have you been hearing on the street? Yeah, good question, Mads. My grandma always says at times like this, in times of uncertainty, to always put your money into stocks that will yield a dividend, just so you're kind of having that constant little bits of flow of income. And you know that no matter what happens, at least there'll still be a little prize at the end of the uh, quarter or half or whatever you want to say, dicks. (laughs) As in like, how often do you get paid dividends? Is that the question? Yeah. Can you explain that? (laughs) (laughs) It depends on the company and also if you're investing in a company or an ETF, it can be monthly with ETFs, it can be quarterly, it can be yearly. It really depends on what you're invested in. And I think it's a good point from your grandma as well, because I think historically, like high dividend paying companies have actually performed better than Sophie's favorite growth companies during market downturns. (laughs) So it can be a good time if you are wanting to sort of expand that side of your portfolio. It can definitely be a good option to go down that path at this time. And also, as as you said, Clem, it's like that's during a time of volatility, you have steady income. So you're investing in something that's going to give you a return that's not just that capital growth when the markets might be down, but it's that steady form of money that's going to be hitting your bank account, which people can rely on. Yeah, exactly. And for someone like me who's not wanting this money short term, I think it's really important to set up a dividend reinvestment plan as well. So I'm just, it's out of sight, out of mind. And no matter how the market's going, at least I'm chipping away and putting a little bit in there bit by bit. So would you say that you're adding more dividend stocks to your portfolio at this time of year? Is that something you feel like you want to do? Or is it something you feel like you want to add to our ASX portfolio that we're creating today? I would love that. I think it's a safe bet and uh, you can't go wrong with a dividend. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, we are playing the ASX game and we do have to actually pick some stocks to go into our portfolio. So Clem, I might fire off a few high dividend paying stocks at you and you you can pick which ones are going to go in or which one or if none. The options I have for you are Fortescue Metals, Telstra, and my favorite ETF, VAS, which is the A200 ETF. The ASX is very well known for its dividend-paying stocks. Right. Okay. I think I'm just going to keep it simple, stupid, and I'm just going to go with Telstra because it's such an iconic Aussie brand. It's been around for over 100 years. People still need the phones and internet, (laughs) even when the stock market's down. So I'm going to lock in Telstra, Maddie. Option B, locked. 
<laughs> I also think it's a good one because who knows what's going to be happening with 5G in the future. I mean, True. could be a room for growth as well as a dividend paying stock, hey? Mm, and I have been feeling funny ever since I had my booster. So, <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I've heard on the street is to, you know, actually get in that street and buy a house, property. Apparently that's a really good thing to do when the market's down, but guess what? I just do not have that kind of cash right now. So is there anything I can kind of do instead? Yeah, this is actually a really good point. I actually bought a REIT the other day off the back of a suggestion. Whoa, a what? <laughs> Sorry. What's a REIT? All right, let me back it up. A real estate investment trust, which simply is a company that owns or operates or funds properties that generate an income. So it's kind of like a way to get exposure to the real estate market through the stock market. Um, so I'm interested about this tip that you've got because considering none of us can afford property, what was this tip and what what did you have you bought something? Yeah, well, give us your secrets, Maddie. <laughs> REITs are very well known for paying high dividends, which means that they can be great buys in down markets because they are a way to, I guess, diversify and give yourself exposure to real estate assets, not just stocks. So as an example, the one that I bought invests in lots of different types of properties. So there's like apartment buildings, cell towers, data centers, hotels, medical facilities, offices. I think there's also retail in there. So although it's not necessarily residential property as such, I mean, you can, I think, get apartment buildings, but it's all sorts of different types of real estate. So Mads, I still feel like this is really one that we need to be learning about. Maybe one we can do an episode on, but Clem, it is up to you. You are going to be adding one of the options to our portfolio. Are you excited? So excited. (laughs) Okay. The first one is ticker CLW, which is the Charter Hall Long Whale REIT. Great name. The second one is Cromwell Property Group, CMW. And the third is the Goodman Group, GMG REIT. Wow. Okay. Considering I know next to nothing about this, I'm going to lock in A, Dix. The Charter Hall Long Well rate. That is a great choice. That is actually the one that I just bought the other day. Woohoo! Is it beginner's luck, Clem, or is it just you're really good at this stuff? I think stuff? it's definitely <laughs> beginner's luck. <laughs> so fun fact for you guys, this one's actually got a dividend yield of 6.2% at the moment, which is much higher than the average dividend yield on the ASX of 4%. So great choice. Well done, Clemo. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. So another one my grandma always says is a safe bet is banks, but I'm pretty sure because of COVID and, you know, nationwide lockdowns, I thought that interest rates were really low. So how are banks faring at the moment? It's a really good question. And it's more about the fact that there's kind of fear of future interest rate hikes throughout the year. Um, And this is mainly because of inflation. So when inflation rises, usually um, the Federal Bank or the Federal Reserve will also come out and start to raise interest rates to kind of use it as monetary or fiscal policy, not to really get into any jargon. But simply put, higher inflation usually means higher interest rates. So to your point, that's why it can be a really good time for banks. Because if you think about it, the way that banks make most of their revenue is through interest payments. So if you're going to go take a loan to get a house, you're going to be having to pay a high interest rate on that loan because of interest rates, meaning more revenue for a bank, meaning it looks way more attractive to investors. That being said, we actually have seen a lot of the bank stocks fall over the last month. So I own a few bank shares, including CBA, because I'm a Dolomites kid. And I'm also part of the Millionaires Club, aka Macquarie Group. But I have been noticing they've been 
pretty down compared to November, December last year. Yeah, so that is because a couple of things have been happening in the market. So we've got ANZ and Westpac reporting their earnings and they've actually been flagging that they've both experienced a bit of a hit to the margin due to some stiff competition in the mortgage lending space. Enter Macquarie, the Millionaires Club. They actually overtook Westpac in Jan to become the third largest bank by market cap, which is pretty crazy. Although I think they have switched back positions now. The Macquarie share price actually dropped a little bit after a really big investment bank, which is, I guess, the same sector as Macquarie over in the US. They announced some quite poor profits. So I think people maybe feared that a similar thing was going to happen to Macquarie and sold down a little bit. But I think the share price has rebounded now that we are getting all this news about inflation. Yeah, I actually did read that they had a a record quarter this week and I saw the greens in my my portfolio and that made me very happy. But it probably won't last for long. It's one of my only greens at the moment. (laughs) I knew that Macquarie had a good quarter because Clem was bouncing around the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) saying that her stock picks paid off. (laughs) So, Clem, then we're giving you the options again. Option one is good old Macquarie, option two is Combank, and option three, a bit of left field, but, you know, why not Westpac? Okay, this is a tough one, but I think I'm just going to have to stick to my guns and go with Macquarie, and I can't go past a female CEO as well. It's good to see. We had a post on our Instagram this week about Shamara and we had a previous guest, Sally McDonald, comment on the post saying the best CEO in Australia at the moment. So there you go. Go Shamara. Aspirations. We are going to take a quick ad break for our sponsors and we will be right back to keep hearing what the word on the street is about what to invest in a bear market. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so in times of trouble, like we're kind of in now, I've also noticed when I'm filling up my Honda Civic Sport 2008, champagne-coloured, that the price of fuel is up. So surely someone's benefiting from this. Let's discuss this for a minute. Like, let's sit on this for a moment. Filling up your car is so expensive. I feel like I'm going to go the electric scooter route soon. What are your thoughts? 
I'm loving this new thing that's all around Melbourne. There's scooters everywhere. It's very exciting. Hey, no, actually... I give it. I give it two months. It's a fad. <laughs> Should we play fad or future with Claire? No. <laughs> I want to believe that all of these are not just going to end up in the yard. I really want to believe it. I actually rode one into work today, and it got me there in eight minutes. But it's more expensive than a Mikey fee. So doing it every day would really add up. What? And I'm very close to the city. Yeah, and you want to save that money for Friday lunches, dicks. Anyway, <laughs> we've we've digressed. Good to know. <laughs> so talking about fuel, I guess one of the goods that inflation is measured against can be energy. So rising inflation is actually linked to rising energy prices. So Pretty much if oil, something like oil is on the rise, which you fill up your car with, it's going to mean an increase in earnings for those companies that are involved in the energy sector. I guess there is a bit of a trade-off here, though, because owning energy stocks, a lot of the big ones in Australia might not necessarily align with your sustainability goals or values that you may or may not have. It's a big no from me as an in a, in a oh, north, <laughs> straight up veto. I'm in a north Melbourne and I think the most um, environmentally unfriendly thing I do is drive my Honda Civic Sport maybe twice a week. Um, I don't know anything about energy stocks or mining stocks and I really don't think I want to touch it. But we did do a little bit of research together over COVID when we looked into changing our superannuation. We did a little bit of like renewable space. So you do like to invest in the renewable space a little bit. Definitely. And that's something I've actually put on my list of goals for 2022 because I haven't gotten around to it. I'm very lazy. We spoke about that like 12 months ago. I know. I know. Hey, things happen. (laughs) I actually was listening to a very interesting podcast the other day that was talking about how, because I feel like companies like BHP and things like that at the moment are really coming out with this story that they're painting, that they're changing their business, that they're moving towards renewables. And it was actually talking about how PR companies are going to start becoming liable for painting a picture that's not accurate. Oh, maybe I could do that. I'm a publicist, but I don't touch things. There you go. Do you know anything about that? Like, have you ever heard, have you heard of it? Like companies becoming liable because they're painting the wrong picture about a company? Oh, for sure. It hasn't happened in my industry. I just touch lifestyle, so it's very wishy-washy. But you can get in a lot of trouble for what you say. Like, it's like that time that Ribena said that it had more vitamin C than an orange and two schoolgirls disproved them. There you go. Fun facts from Clem. So I've got some options here for you. We've got number one, I couldn't go past it, BHP. Number two, I did put in a bit of a hydro wind farm kind of option, which is Meridian Energy. And then number three is Woodside Petroleum. Wait, isn't it petroleum? (laughs) Yeah, petroleum. (laughs) Oh, oops. Petroleum. And Lengaria (laughs) Levinosa. Keep that. That's great. <laughs> that I've literally read that word petroleum. Petroleum. Life. Maddie, how do you even host how this podcast? Maddie, you say it is so obvious. Petroleum is, mate. And number three is Woodside Petroleum. <laughs> Clem, what are we chucking in the portfolio? Or you can bypass all. Okay, I think I've got to give the renewable one a go. So I'm going to lock in Meridian Energy and I'd like to see how that fares over the next few months. It will actually be an interesting to one to see because we've just said that energy prices are linked with inflation, but does that include renewable energy, I wonder? So I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens over the next couple of months. Time will tell. Okay, ladies, advice from Granny Jewel. By the way, that is my grandma, if you hadn't figured that out already. 
She also said another really good industry to watch when times are tough is consumer staples because people got to eat no matter what's going on and people have to do the boring stuff. And I think that falls under consumer staples. So I'm a big foodie (laughs) and my spending, to be honest, doesn't really change on food, whether the economy is up or down. I'm going to my local Coles, um, by the way, which is one of the best Coles in Australia. It has like artisanal meats and like a (laughs) self-serve frozen fruit section. I mean, Dick has probably caught me there about six times a week, just going up and down the aisles. They all know me by my first name. So why not invest in something you know? I mean, that's what my gran always says, like invest in what you know, invest in what you're interested in. So is there anything food related? Because I don't really have anything in my portfolio yet. So before we go there, I'm interested to know, have you noticed that your weekly shop has gone up in price with all this talk about inflation? I'm a bad person to ask because my money values is definitely eating and like making delicious food. So for other people, I'm sure it might be a factor. But for me, I'm just like skimp on everything else. Food comes first. I come home with like the classic loaf that's like $2 home brand. And she's like, don't touch my sourdough. I'm like, okay. (laughs) She shares everything. She doesn't actually say that. I just look at it like I shouldn't touch that. But not the fennel seed infused butter because that's for me, baby. <laughs> oh my god! It's really good with Vegemite if anyone wants to try it out. It's called Lard Ass Butter, which is a pretty funny name. Um, but yeah, shout out to them as well. <laughs> well, Consumer Staples doesn't just have to be food, just to clarify. True. Granny Jewel also says... Um, Sorry, should Granny Jewel just come and run this podcast? Because yes. I, feel like- <laughs> I also got a call from her yesterday and she said, please... Let me know how I can download this and listen. So shout out to Granny Jewel because one day you'll probably learn how to listen to this. Um, She also said West Farmers, which obviously owns Kmart and Bunnings. One of my favourites. Yes, and she just thinks that because of COVID, everyone was stuck between their four walls and were going, I hate this couch. I hate this table. I want a new nightstand. I think people were so into home improvement because there was really nothing else to do. And I think that was really reflective in the stock market. We saw those companies go up, especially West Farmers. West Farmers is a favourite of mine. I know when we were talking about this the other day, Sophie said another one of your housemates was talking about Adairs, which is another one in that category. He was saying that they're is a very high dividend that they pay off, although their growth hasn't been great as of recent. But this is the housemate chat that we have most days. (laughs) Maddie, don't be jealous. That's so cool. (laughs) So, Clem, when we were looking at consumer staples, there were so many stocks that I thought of and just thought you. Unfortunately, not all of them are in the ASX 200, so we really had to limit it down. E.g., I was thinking Cobram Estate, some of your favourite olive oil or Maggie Beer, some of your favourite pate. I thought Maggie Beer was listed. It is, but not in the top 200 and therefore might not make this game. But we'll give you some companies anyway and you can make up your mind. Hit me. All right. Well, we've mentioned a few there. So let's go Wes Farmers, your favorite supermarket, Coles, and maybe a rival. So let's go Woolworths. What are you picking? Oh, okay. This is tough because as mentioned, my local one is Coles, but across the board, I think Coles just doesn't add up to Woolworths. I love Woolies. Interesting. And they also have Jamie Oliver as a celebrity ambassador. So what's not to love? 
Lock in Woolworths, please, Eddie. <laughs> Option C there. If we were doing a quiz for you, Clem, on like, I don't know, those quizzes that are in magazines, it'd be really confusing because you've gone like A, B, C, B, A, like you wouldn't be in one of the categories, you know, that fits you into. I know, I'm keeping you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Although I love your choice of Woolies because I'm definitely a Woolies girl, but not a fan of their rebrand if anyone has seen it recently. Oh, I've heard about this. So strange. I am quite interested by the new logo though, because I kind of thought that Woolies competitive advantage over Coles was that it was like green and fresh and now they've gone for blue. Mm. Mm. Sad. But whilst we're here, I'm just going to chuck in a few bonus food ones because this really got me thinking. I noticed that vegan right. cheese is listed and I love cheese. So oh, that that's, that's going my in favorite. my bonus basket as well as Select Harvest, which is SHB. You probably don't know the name, but you'll know the nuts that they do. They pretty much stock all the supermarket nuts, so Lucky Nuts, all those kind of brands. And I think those are two ones that I'm going to be putting on my watch list. Claire, we might have to get you back for a like food industry episode. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Maybe we can ask the ASX if they can just add a couple of bonus ones just so our portfolio is filled out nicely with food. Okay. So, Claire, I guess today we have looked at our strategy, what we're going to, the industries we're going to be investing in along this ASX game. I think our strategy is that what, over the next couple of months, we're going to just be investing regularly into these industries. Is that like a common consensus? Is that what everyone wants to do? Agreed with the dollar cost averaging. That's what I'm doing, well, trying to do in my IIRL portfolio, just little bits at a time. The second that paycheck comes in, I quickly put some money away and pretend I didn't see it and it goes to Mr. Stockman and we see how it goes. Clem, on the spot question, if you were given 50K real cash right now, what would you do with it? Oh, God. Okay, this is going to sound like a suck-up answer, but I would take all my housemates on an all-expenses-paid trip to just Italy. We're going to Italy. We're going to Italy for two weeks, no expense spared. We're going business class. We're getting the full private butler tour. We're going Tuscany. We're talking the Amalfi Coast. And then we'll come back with absolutely nothing left in the bank. I thought you were going to say suck up answers, invest it all. I'm very disappointed in Clem. God, no. Life's too short, Manny. I mean, this. I know this whole podcast is about investing, but have you ever had burrata in Italy? It doesn't compare. <laughs> Well, Clem, thank you so much for joining us today. We are looking forward to having you back on in about a month's time to check in with the portfolio and see how your picks are going. I'm nervous, but really excited. And thank you so much for having me. Let the games begin, ladies. And Clem, before we let you go today, we know you've already done a shameless plug, but I know you and you want to do another one. I can see it on your face. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug before you go? Yes, so anyone uh, on, on a little-known platform called Instagram, I'm at Clemmy Donahue. that's double M-I-E, Donahue, three O's, D-O-N-O-H-O-E, and you can follow my food journey. And maybe you'll see some behind-the-scenes shots of Digger in her undies <laughs> running around the house because we're housemates. Just kidding, that's totally unprofessional. She'll always be fully dressed. And Dika, I really appreciate you. Maddie, you're great too. <laughs> Thanks so much, Clem. And if you want to get involved, head to www.asx.com.au and sign up. We would love for you to play this game along with us. Especially at a time like this when the markets are a little bit crazy, we are going to be posting more details about the game and also progress of our journey on all of our social media. So as always, head over to our Instagram at YIGC Podcast. 
and join us in our Facebook group, YGC Investing Podcast Discussion Group, and we'll put the links to sign up in the show notes as well. We cannot wait to play along with you. This is really us all going on a journey together. So I'm excited for this one. We can really, you know, touch base quite a bit and see how we're all going. I'm also would be so interested to hear what your strategies are at a time like this. So definitely a thread for the Facebook group as well. We will catch you next week. Goodbye. You're in Good Company is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of You're in Good Company are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Your Input Company acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.